This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. After the uproar had ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, took leave of them, and departed to go into Macedonia. When he had gone through those parts and had encouraged them with many words, he came into Greece. When he had spent three months there and the plot was made against him by Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria, he determined to return through Macedonia. These accompanied him as far as Asia. Sopater of Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus of the Thessalonians, Gaius of Derby, Timothy, and Tychicus and Trophimus of Asia. But these had gone ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. We sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came to them at Troas in five days, where we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day and continued his speech until midnight. There were many lights in the upper room where we gathered together. A certain young man named Eutychus sat in the window, weighed down with deep sleep. As Paul still spoke longer, being weighed down by his sleep, he fell down from the third floor and was taken up dead. Paul went down and fell upon him, embracing him said, Don't be troubled for his life is in him. When he had gone up and had broken bread and eaten and had talked with him a long while, even until break of day, he departed. They brought the boy in alive and were greatly comforted. But we, going ahead to the ship, set sail for Asos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for he had so arranged intending himself to go by land. When he met us at Asos, we took him aboard and came to Mytilene. Sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos and stayed at Trogylium, and the day after we came to Miletus. For Paul had determined to sail past Ephesus, that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening if it were possible for him to be in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called to himself the elders of the assembly. We're starting Acts chapter 20 today. Let's go ahead and go back to verse 1. After the uproar had ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, took leave of them, and departed to go into Macedonia. Paul was determined to get to Jerusalem by Pentecost. But first, he wanted to travel through Macedonia to gather a collection from the saints there for the poor in Jerusalem. Verse 2 says, When he had gone through those parts and had encouraged them with many words, he came into Greece. Paul was not a man of few words. He had much to say. And what he said encouraged others. If we have much to say, Hopefully much of what we say encourages others. Verse 3 
when he had spent three months there, and a plot was made against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he determined to return through Macedonia. The fastest and easiest way to get to Jerusalem would have been for Paul to sail directly from Greece to Syria, where a sending church was in Antioch, and from there make his way to Jerusalem. That was his initial plan, but plans were made by the Jews against Paul, probably to try and kill him. Somehow he was made aware and decided to call an audible. It could be that there were Jews in Greece who wanted Paul dead, being aware he was back in the region, to travel on the ship he was going to take from Greece to Syria. We learn later in the book of Acts that Jews in Jerusalem will take a vow not to eat until they've killed Paul. So, I guess you could say plan B was to take the longer, harder route back through Macedonia by foot. Verse 4. These accompanied him as far as Asia, Sopater of Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus of the Thessalonians, Gaius of Derby, Timothy, and Tychicus of Trophimus of Asia. It could be that those who accompanied Paul as far as Asia were representatives from each church in the region, like stewards of the financial gifts sent from their churches with Paul for Jerusalem. The Thessalonian pair accompanying Paul, Aristarchus and Secundus, likely came from different social classes, but nonetheless served together in humility alongside Paul. The ground is level at the cross. Regardless of status in society, when it comes to the Christian body, everyone is equally valued, respected, and esteemed. Aristarchus was likely from the ruling class, an aristocrat, from a family with prestige and wealth. Secundus, on the other hand, was a common name for a slave, meaning second. All right, verses 5 and 6. But these had gone ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. We sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came to them at Troas in five days, where we stayed seven days. Notice here the change in narration. Luke may have rejoined Paul and his team around this time, likely in Philippi before sailing with Paul to Troas, where the others had gone ahead. It was back in Acts chapter 16, verse 40, where Paul had left Luke and Philippi. What a reunion that must have been. Think of all we've covered regarding Paul and his missionary escapades from Acts 16.40 all the way to here in Acts 20. These guys no doubt embraced and had some catching up to do. And I can imagine Luke being super attentive to listening to all that Paul had to say, probably taking thorough notes, seeing we have such a detailed accounting of his missionary journeys here in the book of Acts from Luke. All right, let's keep reading. On the first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and continued his speech until midnight. There were many lights in the upper room where we gathered together. A certain young man named Eutychus sat in the window, weighed down with deep sleep. As Paul still spoke longer, being weighed down by his sleep, he fell down from the third floor and was taken up dead. Here's a great example in the New Testament of the first century church meeting together on the first day of the week, meaning Sunday. 
Jesus rose from the dead on a Sunday, Sunday seems like a fitting day as believers to gather. I think any day is a great day to meet in fellowship and worship our Lord Jesus. Since Acts chapter 2, the believers have been devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And boy, did Paul here, as an apostle, have much to say. Paul was planning to head out of town the next day. He apparently had so much to say to the church, but so little time since he'd be leaving the following day. So Paul, like, talks to them all night in an upper room. There were lamps for light. Maybe it was getting stuffy. Maybe it was getting warm with many people in an upper room. Eutychus found the prime spot in the window, in my opinion. I'd have probably done the same. I'm not a fan of crowded rooms and can get somewhat claustrophobic. Fresh air, a cool breeze, would have been calling my name too. But man, Paul's continual talking must have put this young guy into a trance or something. Maybe he'd worked hard all day long and seeing it was midnight, just couldn't keep the eyelids open anymore. Long meetings can be hard to endure, can't they? When we have a speaking platform but outstay our welcome, Sometimes bad things seem to happen. Not saying Paul was being overbearing by talking with him all night. Just saying it can be hard for anyone to stay focused and give you their attention for so long. Ever sat through a long sermon or speech and fallen asleep? I remember once ministering at a church, playing the piano and sharing God's word, and the man in the front row was lulled to sleep by the music and speech. He started snoring so loudly it was pretty funny. But when Eutychus fell asleep, not so much funny, seeing he fell to his death. By the way, if you're tired, I'd say never put yourself in a situation in which falling asleep could kill you. Like if you're driving late at night and are struggling to stay awake, pull over. If you're balancing on the edge of a third story window, make sure you're awake. Let's keep reading from the narrative. Paul went down and fell upon him, and embracing him said, Don't be troubled, for his life is in him. When he had gone up, and had broken bread and eaten, and had talked with him a long while, even until break of day, he departed. They brought the boy in alive, and were greatly comforted. But we, going ahead to the ship, set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for he had so arranged, intending himself to go by land. All right, so after this guy falls out of the window to his death, Paul then goes down and literally just like raises him from the dead. Can you imagine the disruption that must have been to their time of fellowship? Ever been at a gathering when something unexpectedly tragic happens? How'd you respond? After Eutychus was taken up alive, Paul went back to the upper room and continued talking with him all the way until daybreak when they brought the boy in alive. Everyone was relieved. I wonder if Paul felt really bad about the whole thing. And part of why he went by land for Assos instead of by ship was so that he could maximize his time with some of the people there en route to Assos. Commentator Bruce put it this way, Paul stayed till the last possible moment, probably to be assured of Eutychus' complete restoration to consciousness and health and then took a shortcut by land to join the ship at Assos. Let's keep reading. 
When he met us at Assos, we took him aboard and came to Mytilene. Sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos and stayed at Trogylium, and the day after we came to Miletus. For Paul had determined to sail past Ephesus that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening, if it were possible for him, to be in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called to himself the elders of the assembly. First of all, I apologize for any names that I'm improperly pronouncing. There's a lot of names here. (laughs) So Paul was in a hurry to get to Jerusalem by Pentecost. He didn't really have time to hang out in Ephesus, but he did want to briefly connect with the Ephesian church elders and speak to them. So Paul had them come to him while he was in Miletus. was betrayed He broke bread Poured a cup of wine and said To partake remembering Him And proclaim His death until He comes again We need to examine ourselves Then we say we are His disciples God. 
That was Communion from the Adams Road album, Son of Man. Behold, I'm standing here. Do you know I am at your door and I am knocking? And I am waiting for you. I see you are wandering, you are lost. Oh 
was knocking from the Adams Road album, Son of Man. This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry, Adams Road. You can learn more about us at adamsroadministry.com. Again, that's adamsroadministry.com. 
We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we continue examining Acts chapter 20. Grace and peace be with you all.